This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Tom. All right, what up, high fivers? It's your boy, High Five Tom, and I've got my good friend out here, uh, Mr. Will. Will, how are you this evening, my friend? Tom, I can't believe you didn't tell me we we're supposed to pick Charm City Throwdown or whatever it was called. Ah, oh, I mean, you know, I, I I can't believe you didn't go back through your your group text messages saying that we need to pick this. Will, I don't know, you know, what to tell you. You know, I'm I'm sorry. After all these years, I didn't send you an individual text, to, even though we talked about it last week on the podcast, and then had a 15 message group text message about picking this that that you missed because you're too busy whitewashing your fence. Um, sorry, Will. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. See, I I prefer because. Sometimes it's a struggle when I know that you've sent me something and I need to go back through and I have to remember if it was like in like the group <laughs> chat with Brendan or if it was in like the single chat. So it's like, I know Tom sent me something. It's, I just got to figure out where he sent it to me. In. <laughs> and uh, in but, case- uh, I'm all right. Yeah. And uh, if you're wondering what Will and I are referring to, uh, just make sure you tune into uh, the Godfathers of uh, the network that we are currently on, the Shining Wizards Network, uh, their previous episode from this last week for, for our reference point. But, Will, I am glad you are good, as always. You know, I know you got some, some big life decisions coming up here, but uh, we'll keep that off air and uh, we'll leave that for the Patreon along with our, our Mario Cat Kart battles. I do have to warn you, um, my wife's pretty good at this Mario Kart thing. What do you now? I could see that. Yeah, I mean, I did okay like the first two. I don't remember which Mario Kart we were playing, but uh, no, I don't remember. You don't have a Switch though, do you? You got a PlayStation? No, I do. Oh, you do have a Switch. I have a Switch. And I, I have a Switch and I have an Xbox. Okay. Yeah, because our uh, that Mario Kart that was a free download for us. I wonder if it came with your came with your system, but it's worth getting. I mean, if you get the game and then you get like the the bonus pack with all the extra courses. Uh, but you were uh, put something in the Discord where uh, sounds like somebody found somebody in something in somebody's uh, attic, huh? So that what the hell was it called? Was it called Comics at Collector's Edge? Collector's Edge. Yep. Milwaukee. I saw this. I saw this on my my local news. 
Oh wow! Really? That Collector's Edge has a very very pricey. Well, because it's like a fluff piece, right? It's like that. Ooh, interesting Spider Man. Um, so somebody had gone through a recently passed relative's belongings, had a bunch of comic books, and they brought them in just to try to sell them. And they've got a copy of it's Amazing Fantasy. I don't remember what the exact issue number is, but it's the first appearance of Spider Man. And again, into our grading conversation, it's worth anywhere from eight. Eighteen to twenty-four thousand dollars, and its graded rating is a four point zero. Cha-ching. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh wait, is he the one that found it? Amazing fancy number fifteen. Yeah, it's Batman's or Spider-Man's or origin story. First An, appearance of Spider-Man. A near perfect copy of Amazing Fantasy number 15 sold for $3.16 million in 2021. Obviously, the collector's edge copy it's is more perfect. Copy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's graded like a 4.0, but for something that old, that 4.0 is still like really good. <laughs> Yeah, because a lot of them when they get to be that when they're from that long ago, a lot of times the paper just doesn't hold up. Yeah, I mean for sure. Especially the ones that are on like the newsprint paper. Like I'm reading a series called um, the West Enfield Gang Massacre. It's a spinoff of another series called uh, That Texas Blood, and they it's supposed to be like. In the same setting, but like generations ago in the past, and they printed it on like that newsprint paper, and it just okay. so like it smells different, it just feels different. So like you read one book, and then you pick up this one, you go to flip through the pages, like oh this is different, like the paper is like noticeably, like the colors sit on it different. It's just it's it's wild, but the newsprint paper doesn't hold up. Super great. Yeah, I mean, you got to get those things pretty much, you know, sealed up for the most part. Not a lot of air and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I wonder how much my Pantera comic book is worth. I got an old school Pantera comic book from I, I don't know where, but, but yeah, I mean, that's it, it's funny. Uh, yeah, Faith and I were trying to find a, like a local comic book shop, and that one's literally it's literally eight blocks from our house. So when I was posting my walks in the Discord listed, yeah, that was, I mean, I wouldn't walk past that place, but I'd walk pretty damn close. So, yeah, 78th and Burleigh, and we're uh, pretty close to that, so. It's not if I got any stalkers that want to track me down. It's not hard to find, so. That's pretty cool. I mean, even a 4.0. Track down Tom, track down that. Track down Tom, track down Spider-Man, track down the bush that Tom shit in, you know. Yeah, I mean, actually, it's. Gamut. Yeah, the bus that or the the bush I shit in was probably smack dab between the two of us. So I was just glad it rained the next day. So hopefully I buried it enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, but will uh, you know? I said we are 
Uh, because Will will be on vacation, we are recording two episodes this week, and uh, we have a- right. as as of, as of recording, two more. I mean, I took it's really three days, but it's really two days. So that last day is like all the last like cleaning up housework, getting getting the bags packed, getting everything all ready to go. So it's not really like not a work day. Like there's still a lot of work to be done, but I'm chomping at the bit. Nice. Yeah, and South Carolina is definitely a state I like to see more time in. Um, but we do have a couple of questions of dishonors from our uh, our loyal high fivers here. Um, what's the one we got from Rob this week? Let me see if I was a good co-host. I'd have had this. I'm pretty sure I have it queued up. I just don't have it like up up. So I was checking the the hockey score. How's Over your team? Bruins. How's your team doing? Um, well, as it was updated, it still said it was a uh, one nothing. Nice. They're over the Blackhawks. It was. It could have been one one, but they overturned Chicago's goal in the first period. Yeah. They they, they challenged that a play wasn't called before the goal was scored, and after they reviewed it, they uh, they overturned it. And they were in Chicago, so the the room was not happy about that one. Oh, good fuck Chicago anyway. So, um, but I have I have said question here. If you want me to read it, you can go for it. I've, I've got it booting up right right now. And uh, actually, it looks like uh, I just Rob's, want to make sure we get the wording right. Rob's Duolingo streak to learn Japanese is actually about only a month behind my fitness pal. It's at one thousand seventy three days, by the way. So keep up the good work on that. And Rob and Dan do have some new content. Um, I saw it download onto my iPod today, so um, make sure you check it out. But Rob's question, our good friend, for, uh, UTT Rob, hopefully future guest, and we can figure out the time and everything. Um, basically, I've got a co-host who can probably join your day since pants slash chat discussion. Uh, but his question is, uh, which member of the 2013 Ring of Honor roster do you think is the lowest uh, – or think – do you think last – the lowest number of days since they last shat their pants? Um, and said co-host is like, I don't have the full count, but I'm around 7,300 days. Or so, yes. So he's saying about 20 years. Um, I did, this thread brought me much happiness. But Will, who do you think's uh, That's impressive? To know. Who besides Mark Briscoe do you think's got the lowest number in uh, the days since he last <laughs> had your pants? Wow. I mean, pretty much every. Wow. I mean. Is there any question of dishonor that we could ever come up with that, I mean, the best answer is not Mark Briscoe? I mean, I'm sure there's a question that could be asked. We have gimmicks we could live without. We, we wouldn't say Mark Briscoe. We ah, that's true. Briscoe. that's true. That's true. Um, okay, someone not named Briscoe. You know, I'm going to have to go Truth Martini. Truth Martini likes to party hardy, and sometimes when you party a little too hardy, you tend to shit your pants, even though I've never done that. I've never shit my pants when I was drunk. I puked on myself. Yeah, I've never... That uh, might be worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, there's a couple times I probably should have asphyxiated myself, um, but I didn't, thankfully. So I'm sure my wife is very oh, glad. Yeah, yeah. Then you have to do this all by yourself, then will so. Um, From the 2013 roster, I gotta go with Truth Martini. I he just seems like the kind of scummy kind of guy. He'd be the kind of guy that would crop dust you. You know, I could see him, you know, shit his pants and not taking care of it in a match. You know, kind of like uh, Sam Houston style. It happens. Yeah. So it happens. Uh, yeah. Besides, besides Mark Briscoe, I think uh, I think Truth Martini's definitely got the lowest um, since last time shitting his his pants. No, no, um, I'm gonna throw this out, partner. I'm gonna say Eddie Kingston. All right, fair enough. Uh, part of Outlaw Inc. I mean, yeah. What's your uh, what's your 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 reasoning behind that? You think? You know, sometimes you're out jogging. Maybe you're walking these streets, Tom. You know, maybe it just hits you. <laughs> yeah. He's got to run back somewhere with the, the Tims and the, the, the jeans and the. You know, and sometimes you're out in the streets and you ain't got nowhere to poop. I mean, you know, ask, uh, you know, ask Smokey. You know, we've all seen Friday. I actually haven't. You've never seen Friday? Nope. Oh. You should. Definitely should. Tom's the name, Bifalusia. <laughs> oh man, Richard Roundtree died. I mean, he's eighty-one, but still, he's the original Shaft. In case you're wondering, Shaft. I need to sit down and rewatch that. I need to watch all those black exploitation movies. Love me some Foxy Brown. So, you old Robert Rodriguez, right? Oh, no, no, that's, no, that's, that's way before. Yeah, I was going to say that's way before Robert Rodriguez. He was probably like five when those came out. Um, Like Adam Cole was when he saw his first Ring of Honor event. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, Richard Roundtree. But uh, obviously, uh, make sure you're, you know, um, you're following all the great content from UTT Rob and uh, all the boys over at one. Um, one man's meat podcast network and everything. So listen, I saw a couple, couple new episodes pop up on my screen here. So, uh, but will we, um, also here, let me, uh, look at my text message here. We got something from Brandon here real quick. Question from dishonor. Very good. All right. So, um, I actually have a thought for a good one for tonight, says Brendan. Which two 2013 Ring of Honor wrestlers would you pick to compete on? Uh, on can you beat that? I heard on the Shining Wizards uh, Shining Wizards podcast weekly. Um, and who's winning? And his answer is uh, he's got Steve Carino versus Jimmy Jacobs. But I think Steve Carino's going to pull out the win because he's got all kinds of old schools. Uh, student or uh, old school student of the game type knowledge. Um, and shout out to a friend of the show, Mr. Kyle from the Apron Bump. Um, yeah, he, he almost uh, he almost pulled off the win. 
probably should have went for a different strategy, but you know, it is what it is. But make sure you listen to Shining Wizards Network. Um, you know, Jacobs. I was thinking, you know, Jacobs. Was a- I, I, you know, much love to uh, to Kyle, but you know, us Steelers fans are just built different. So, Greg Cherry, the cherry on the top, boy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they really had him stuffed. I haven't gotten to that part of the episode. Yet, but- oh shit! Okay, my bad. I, I, I assume based on some some bantering in the Discord that that's the way it went. It's uh yeah. It's also, very one. excited to get to the interview with a with a fellow with the ice cream scoop because I've seen oh, him online. <laughs> dude, yeah, I, I gotta go. I missed the first. Yeah, Tim Boston. Yeah, Mister JJ Rolga. Has has been shouting his praises for a long time, so I was stoked when the Wizards had him on. So, yeah. Uh, besides mom and dad fighting for fifteen minutes, you know, another great episode by the Shining Wizards. Um, but yeah, that that Sorry, it was funny. Yeah, that uh, that interview alone was uh, was well worth it. But all right, um, two. Like I'm trying to think, someone that's got actually sometimes you know the. The more entertaining ones aren't necessarily the ones with the best knowledge. I mean, so do I go? I mean, once again, Mark Briscoe. I mean, would be a great. I mean, Mark Mark Briscoe is like a default, right? It's got to be if you want entertainment. Got to be Mark Briscoe. Yeah, and he's he's smarter than he looks, which is good because, well, I mean. He's a chicken farmer. The, 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 Mark Brisco, the Mark Briscoe, Steve Carino dynamic is great. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Jimmy Jacobs is super smart. Um, he is Midwest boy. Yeah, I mean, he's from Michigan. Let me think here real quick. Um... Okay, I'm back, Will. Sorry about that. For some odd reason, I'm just thinking Mike Bennett for some reason. He's topical. Been seeing him a lot lately. Or do I go with Maria? Because Maria, I mean, say what you will, is really fucking smart. I'm going with Maria. No, I got to take the Okay. I'm going with Maria versus... Kevin Steen. And can you beat that? It makes sense. We're kind of seeing the can you beat that story play out between the two of them. Yeah, and Kevin Steen's also very knowledgeable and also very endearing. And uh, yeah, it would write itself. So yeah, I'm going to go Maria Canales versus Kevin Steen. Will, what you got? This is simply the next arena for Ring of Honor versus Scum. So, Nigel McGuinness and Steve <laughs> Carino you know, face off. And can you be that? For, uh, for the soul of Ring of Honor, um, if Carino wins, he gets to burn Ring of Honor to the, 
to the ground, but if Nigel wins, he gets to restore honor to Ring of Honor. Over, mm -hmm. can you beat that, huh? That's awesome. Now, if, if Steve Carino wins, Steve Carino wins, uh, it gets absorbed by PWS. Oh boy, ay ay ay. Um, now, now, have the Wizards had? They've had Nigel on, right? I believe. I believe they have. Because I know they had a relationship. Because Nigel them. was on the network. That's what it was. And then Karina, they had Karina on? Obviously, they've had Colby Karina on, but. Yes. I mean, there I'm you go. Sure they've had Steve Karina on. I mean, there you go, Will. It, it writes itself. So, yeah. I like that for, for the for the heart and soul of Ring of Honor. And a, can you beat that championship? I like your thinking there, Will, so. You know, Tom, I don't do a lot of thinking, but when I do. I don't know, Will. Your question, your answers are usually better than mine, so. I mean, we've got another $5,000 well, idea here. We'll never know. We'll never know because people people aren't commenting on our episodes or tweeting at us to let us know what they, they think of our answers. Mm. We also don't post a whole lot when our new episodes come out. <laughs> so, you know, that's where it's, it's it's getting there. I I really haven't been on any of my socials a whole whole lot. Certainly not as much as I used to, but I need to kind of treat it like not. I don't want to say like a work thing, but like treat it more like a like a professional thing. At least like check in daily because I'll go through stretches where I don't look at it. And I'm like, oh shit! I haven't looked at this in like three days. <laughs> yeah. I'd then I got to go through and be like, oh, I, be like, oh, I can get this before Tom likes and retweets. It. I can get this before Tom likes and retweets it. <laughs> yeah, I try to stay off it. You know, well, obviously while I'm sleeping, but try to not to make it the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. So, but Will, we've got an event to cover here. Um, I know we're a little back. We do. Is it, do we? Do we want to drop the, the news about an upcoming Ring of Honor event? <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tom and I have been bitching since the inception of the show that Tony Khan's Ring of Honor does not let you watch the pay-per-views as they air. Well, Final Battle 2023 from, from Texas, wherever in Texas will be available to stream on Honor Club for no additional charge beyond your $9.99 a month charge. Tom says he ain't watching. Nope, still ain't watching. I say I bitched about it for so long, I'm, <laughs> I feel obligated like I have to. As, it better be better than Death Before Dishonor. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I don't know. I probably will watch, but we'll see. You um, mark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what they have for the card. I mean, maybe we'll know by December fourteenth or thirteenth. So, what do you think? What's over and under on twenty matches? <laughs> no, usually Ring of Honor's way less than that. I mean, they'll probably have half the matches on Dynamite before anyway. So, probably. Yeah, they'll, they'll give you a road rage episode of Dynamite where they just—it's just like so hard. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, I mean, Samoa Joe's going on a year and a half with that TV title. That is impressive, though. Yeah, Ring of, I mean, Tony Khan finally getting his head up out of his ass and we can watch Final Battle, you know, for our, our nine ninety nine. So not a uh, not an you know, this is probably more of like a, 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 a uh, an off air thing, but I was watching a, a a YouTube video celebrating the the top ten moments of impact wrestling and one of the ones they brought up it's not a Ring of Honor match, but that three-way for the X Division title from like their first or second show there with AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and Christopher Daniels. It's supposed to be one of the greatest matches I've ever had in in on American soil. That's all Ring of Honor talent. Yeah, I've never seen said match. Have you ever seen said match? Nope. Tom, that happened way too long ago for me to have seen it. Well, you never know. That so, was on like their second pay per view. Really? Or, no, it was their. I think it was their first. It was their first of their when they switched the pay per view schedule. I think. Oh, when it wasn't the the weekly pay per views. Yes. That makes sense. But, Will, we've got an event to go over here. It's uh, the Charm City yeah. Challenge from the DeBurns Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, went down October 5th, 2013. Like I said, we are uh, technically a little backed up, but, uh, you know, get da over burns, da burns, da burns, da burns. Oh, I love Chris Farley, but that's the worst kid ever. Fuck the Bears. Um, The worst kid ever? I don't know. There's a lot of bad SNL out there. Yeah, that's actually very true, so. Um, Chris Farley was a national treasure and I uh, went to college here in Milwaukee, by the way, at, at, at Marquette university, Chico, don't you do it. Smoke us, get him. <laughs> don't you do it. He says <sighs> smoke us anyway. Sorry. Um, but it looks, Will. uh, looks like Kevin Kelly is running solo on this one. Uh, but he could be joined by Veda Scott. Uh, maybe an appearance by Caprice Coleman and Truth Martini. But we've got a pretty fun curtain jerker here. You know, and it sounds like Davey Richards is competing internationally. Uh, so we've got Eddie Edwards uh, versus Adam Page. Um, you know, and it really, you know, obviously we will know what Adam Page will become. But this is a really good chance to see how tough Page really is. Um, and I, I do have to chuckle while they talk. He's got such a bright future. Um you know, Kevin Kelly talks how it's Boy, does he. Yeah, he, he did all right for himself. You know, Kevin Kelly talks That's how That's what I should have asked Kevin Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Kevin Kelly tell uh, tells it's, uh, tells everyone it's unseasonably warm in October. Uh, well, Paige looked really good in this, but Edwards with a top rope stomp uh, down to the diehard cross-legged neckbreaker thingy I've never seen before. But, uh, you know... Um, Obviously a little short, but uh code of honor and fun curtain jerker and everything. Uh Will, do you have any fun thoughts on this match at all? No. It'd be nice if Adam Page got on TV a little more, but you know, they do bring him out for their, their live events a lot, which is yeah. probably a testament to them saying we like this kid, we just gotta get some more some more reps on. Yeah, I wonder 
I mean, obviously, being from Virginia, I wonder how much he travels. They're too. they're not putting him in. They're not putting him in matches with like scrubs either, right? Like he's wrestling Silas Young, he's wrestling Eddie Edwards, he's wrestling, like he's wrestling. I'd say top card guys. Yeah, I mean, he was involved in probably, I mean, one of the best under five minute, if not under three minute matches on TV with him and Silas, um, a couple weeks ago. But uh, yeah, it was fun. I can't, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the Silas TV match this week. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's a good test here. I mean, obviously, you know, Eddie Edwards is a former world champion. Obviously, a former tag team champion. Uh, oh wait, he's the other triple crown champion, isn't he? No. Yeah. It's, oh, so it's it's Roddy and Eddie, right? Yep. Huh. I wonder when he had a TV title. Um, but we'll get to the TV title here a little bit more. I got some, fun, uh, some fun facts, but uh, yeah, good showcase right on page. But next, uh, we've got the Charm City Challenge, uh, with Tadarius Thomas, uh, Caprice Coleman, uh, wearing his the ambassador ambassador of the grind. Uh, we've got the other Thomas, Antonio Thomas, and Roderick Strong. Um, the promise Antonio Thomas. What's that? The promise Antonio Thomas. Oh, yeah, the promise. Um, that's good to see him back. I mean, he didn't do too bad. You know, at least we didn't have Truth Martini saying, you know, well, I mean, this time there's a 50% chance Thomas could win. But um, Roddy's definitely kind of been in a weird holding pattern lately. Um, does seem like he's having some fun, but he's been putting on great matches, but not really working towards anything, but that like, does change he's here. Been win- right. Like he's, he's winning a lot, but it's really not like getting him anywhere. Yeah. Um, but we get Veda Scott on the call, um, uh, with Kevin Kelly and, uh, she is advocating for Steve Carino, which will come to a head a little bit later. Um, you know, and he just wants to show up for work like he was contracted, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and Roddy, um, oh, yeah, and, the, and I did like the nice touch that Roddy gets to come out last because uh, his 10 years dedicated to Ring of Honor. Um, but I was kind of confused. This is a tag match, but it's not a tag match. Um, right. So it's their, it's their four, it's their four corner survival match. So you have to tag in and they haven't done one of these in a while but you have to tag in and out but there's not like a team thing but there's only two people out in the ramp at once yeah um but you know at one point obviously Tadarius Thomas and uh Caprice obviously they've got good chemistry probably because they've been wrestling a bunch um you know commentary is a little bit distracting this one but Veda's pimpy under services or legal services. Uh, the other Thomas looks good. Um, need to research, see uh, see what he did in the future. But him and Roddy, um, very similar styles. Would be a lot of fun one on one one of these days. But um, and uh, why am I talking with Prince Nana? Okay. Um. Oh yeah, because uh, Veda's with um. R.D. Evans and Prince Nana mentioned on his podcast episode with Chris Jericho that uh, that was one of his favorite feuds. Um, I always enjoy Caprice Coleman's Inside Out from the second rope. Um, you know, and maybe by uh, 2028, you know, CNC Factory will get a single title shot, but we'll talk about that later also. Um, 
Yeah, and the end of the match, uh, Roddy's booked here as a man. He ends up beating uh, the other Thomas with a pretty vicious stronghold. You know, and Kevin Kelly putting over Roddy huge on this point, so hopefully we get another run out of him. But uh, I do enjoy Veda better as a what'd face. You, but what do you think of the tap out? The tap out seemed kind of kind of weak. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, I kind of bulgered that. My notes are really all over the place. Sorry about that, Will. Um, what'd you think of this? I mean, Tom, your notes, your notes are more, your, your notes are more organized than mine. So, yeah, but you still remember more than I do. And I have notes. So, uh, what'd you think of this match though? Will? Cause the, so, um, I missed it. If you said it, but the winner of this match gets a future title shot against oh. Adam Cole. Okay. I didn't say that. Cause I didn't actually know that. All right. Yes, that's why the main event is what the main event is. Because he says he doesn't want to wait for the shot. He wants to get it. Oh, yeah. I just, I just thought it was... Okay, I, I totally missed that. Wow. And I just watched this on Sunday. That so. night. All right. Uh, I watched it yesterday. Okay. Um, but Outlaw Inc. Is, is here. Uh, so our next match will is Outlaw Inc. versus uh, Blackout. Um, you know, obviously it was uh, it was interesting because this was very cool to see Blackout. There was, there was some... Yeah, it was they're supposed to wrestle somebody else, Monster Mafia. That's right. Who we saw not too long ago? Yeah, Josh Alexander and uh, Mister Main Event for Bound for Glory this year. Uh not Glory by Honor, Bound for Glory, huh? And uh, Ethan Page. Um, but yeah, but black, yeah, it was really good to see black. Now we've seen blackout on one or two episodes, right? They weren't yes. they, the tag team tournament, right? It's, it's been a while. Yes. Um, they they've been on a couple times. I like blackout. Yeah, I mean black cheese. Very hesitant just, to uh, to shake the hand of homicide. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know they uh. There's definitely a precedent set for there, but you know, obviously, Black Jesus is doing very well right now in NWA, which is awesome to see. But, um, but you know what? That James Ellsworth was in their stable previously. I did not know that. Um, yeah. So, but uh, basically, my notes on this one: this this uh, matches bull, uh, bowling ball ugly in all the right ways. Uh, but the end, Amasai hits a double team uh, el- move elbow thingy. Um, you know, so they get a win a little bit short, but it was good to see Alyssa Wilson, uh, good to see Blackout. Uh, but we are starting to see Outlaw Inc. masks in the front row now, so we'll see if anything comes of that later. But, uh, and, uh, Adam Cole's back with Will's favorite entrance music. Um, I do have to admit, Liz, that you do miss something when you're watching it two times the speed, but you slow it down to regular speed, and Will's right, that is a pretty awesome entrance. Um, but he reminds everyone that he outlasted 1,500 dudes last night. Uh, and he beat up the uh, the baby brother. Um, you talking about Mark Briscoe, obviously. Uh, but then, like Will talked about earlier, that I totally missed it. But Roddy comes out and reminds Cole that they have unfinished business. They're both three and three. Um, last time they had a match, it was an Iron Man match, and he ran like a chicken shit to win. Um, but you know, Adam Cole's got the night off, and he tells Roddy to get in line. But Roddy and Cole, um, we get a little note from Nigel. It's going to be Roddy and Cole tonight for that belt. Uh, per Nigel. So, yeah. 
Um, you know, listen, we are definitely enjoying this Adam Cole heel run more than uh, than previously. But will any uh, thoughts on this promo as I keep Bogart and everything? Tom, that's all right. You're you're the man in charge. I'm here to take the show off the rails. Well, it's funny. I just I miss fine. It obviously sets up because prior to this, they were announcing that the tag team title match was going to be the main event. You know, because they were going to put emphasis on the the tag team division when there was no world champion, and they really didn't do a whole lot with that, but. The promise of also we're getting a lot of defenses from Adam Cole, right? So that's that's good. Yeah, establishing him as a fighting champion. Yeah, he play he plays a chicken shit heel pretty good. Uh, and uh, there's there's uh, some extra perks to this match that they bring up later on, but at this juncture, we just say there's going to be a match. Yeah. Uh, but our next match, um, a little fun. So, uh, obviously, we had Caprice Coleman in the four-way earlier, but uh, Cedric a little solo here versus Matt Taven. Um, and they do mention that the title is online, even if it's not televised, but they're saying, you know, Matt Taven doesn't, you know, doesn't wrestle well unless he's motivated. And putting the title belt puts it on the line. So, um, I kind of like that storyline. But um, at this juncture, by the way, Will, actually in a couple weeks, Matt Taven will be the longest TV champ so far in its short history. Um, at six months, he won it. Oh yeah, Darren New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I fucked up researching that, so now I know when he loses it, which is actually going to be somewhat of a surprise. So I'm kind of bummed about that, but hopefully it stays for you. Um, obviously we get some interference from the hotties, but I do like Taven. Uh, Taven and uh, Casey Ray did a pretty fun double team move on everybody. You know, and uh, Samoa Joe is at 18 months on the TV title. Uh, and actually, I guess Will Ospreay is the shortest TV champion at two days. Um, you know, match kind of short, predictable. Cedric yeah. gets mad at the truth. Hotties run interference. Uh, we get the DDT by Taven. Um, yeah, and Will, why did we not like Matt Taven before we started like Matt, liking Matt Taven? Uh, like you said, New- Jerry New Hampshire's own. I'm I'm kind of missing like I'm not sure how I didn't like this guy because he's been putting on pretty good matches. He's good on the mic. He's got charisma. It, it's a character thing. So when like when I was first saw Matt and he was not in the throes of this hoopla hottie stuff, which has gotten better, right? Because when it first started, it's kind of like ugh. Yeah, yeah. You know now when he comes out and there's like the whole. Goddamn gaggle of them, right? <laughs> no, Taven. Like I, I, I said that at the start of this podcast, like episode, you know, way back. What I, I want to see the rise. Because when I first saw Taven in Ring of Honor, I'm like, yeah. But then you, know, you, I, I we didn't really keep up with it. But then I hear that he's like the biggest thing. It's like, no way. Not that guy can't be the same guy but it is so we're we're seeing the rise he, he does put on good matches and it's kind of like an adam cole thing right it's like you just got to give him the opportunity to to cut loose on the character stuff yeah play what comes 
natural. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned Adam Cole and Matt Taven in the same breath too, by the way. But uh, we'll get to that. But uh, um, but real quick, uh, I still don't know what the main event of Glory by Honor is or what you know the combatants are going to be. But uh, Larry Mercer does now have a name, uh, Mister Bowtie Cell Phone Guy. I'm still pissed off by that. But uh, like Will mentioned, uh, we did have a little stipulation here, so it does uh, appear tonight's main event will be a no count out or disqualifications match in the in the main event. So, good right. call. On that. No way to weasel out of it. No. Um, but will our next match Kevin Steen versus ACH. Interesting matchup. <laughs> And Will, if I'm being 100% honest with you, I really like how they're mixing this up a little bit. I mean, you know, obviously Kevin Steen and ACH don't have a storyline going, but. This this has like shades of PWG in it, right? Where Kevin Steen said he talks too much. Yeah. So then ACH goes out of his way to like kind of like talk more. But there's nothing to to like provide context for that, right? It's like, because ACH never really seems like super chatty with it, but it's great. I mean, ACH is wildly entertaining. Yeah, in more ways than one. Um, You know, and I, I say this all the time, Um, you know, I, I do hope that we get to see more ACH in real time, in the real life here, but uh, if not, you know, thank you, ACH. Um, he was at my first AAW show. Like I said, my my Twitter for High Five Tom is an ACH shirt. But uh, yeah, honestly, Will, you, you wouldn't think it, but these two are great dan- dance partners. And at the end of the day, really a good showcase to show what makes both these two so fucking special. Um, I did love the point. You know, Kevin. You know, Kevin Steen gets on on the on the headset at one point, and then uh, ACH not to be outdone. Uh, also gets on the headset, but then takes a super kick. Oh, when Steen like is like trying to like see how far he can walk away from the table with like the headset still like on. He's like, let's see if I can reach him. <laughs> um, both these guys are fucking. There's the bit where he's trying to like roll up the apron. He's like, oh, have the the you have the the announce table there. It's in the way. Yeah. Um. Awesome, but uh, ACH, it's wildly fun. They're both very fun wrestlers. Yeah, and, and very good at what they do, like inside the ring. Um, ACH even kicks out of the F sank, and remember that one is that was his finisher. But you know, since the package pile driver's back, but uh, um, but in the end, obviously, Steen gets the winner. The package pile driver gets into his uh, best pile driver story. Uh, but we get a code of honor, and Steen announces he has a title shot against Adam Cole. On November second, and this is actually his first title shot since he lost the title in April. Um, you know, and he talks how you know on the promo here how he really got no problem with what Jay uh, Cole did, you know, and uh, did to Jay, and you know that's how superstars are made. Uh, but they're made even bigger by beaten by by being beaten by Kevin Steen. Um, but Bennett is coming for him, and Cole and Bennett both have matches tonight, so. Um, so the crowd, don't be too. Yeah, I like how uh, Steen said at the end. You know, don't be too sad. You know, this is my. Uh, this is not the last time you see Kevin Steen here in the future of the show. So, um, I really like this match. I really like the promo after. Obviously, Kevin Steen's great on the mic. I like kind of like the story what they're going with the pile drivers here. Hopefully, no one kills themselves. But uh, 
yeah, ACH versus Kevin Steen. Not the match I thought I needed to see this week, but I'm glad I did. Right, it's a match that you never you never thought you needed, but then you you they put it forward to you, and you're going to get ACH Kevin Steen. You're like, you know what? All right, I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, it's shit like that. I mean, this is what makes Ring of Honor Ring of Honor when Ring of Honor's at its best. So kudos uh, to them for sure. So. Uh, but speaking of another match, uh, Mike Bennett versus Jimmy Jacobs, you know, and uh, we had heard earlier, um, you know, that Jimmy Jacobs has been rehired or is rehired contingent uh, or so what he's rehired, but this best three out of five thing is he gets a title shot, right? Something like that, but. Uh, I missed it because it's hard because we're getting it out of order, right? Because. The first match back was against Silas, which we just got on this week's TV. But this pay-per-view we're watching is actually from Blink two weeks ago. Yeah. So because of how they tape and how everything comes out, we're kind of like, it's kind of jumbled. But I think, does he get a title shot or is that what he need? Does he need to do it to keep his job? I, I think. I, I think it's to keep the job. I think if he fights five matches with honor, he gets to keep his job. But if he wins three, he gets title shot because they were planning up that it's in uh, Grand Rapids where him and uh, Adam Cole had that great match earlier this year. So I think that's what's going on. But well, who knows? Grand Rapids also where that's where he's from, isn't it? Oh, shit. That's right. How the fuck did I not even think of that? Huh. I don't know, Mr. Midwest. How, how did you not think of that? I mean, I, I am from the Midwest, born and bred, although I did spend 10 years in the Mountain Time Zone proudly, but uh, um, I am the host of the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, uh, which I usually forget on my That's own show. <laughs> <It's full. laughs> on, on Visionaries Global Media. Yeah. Make sure you like, subscribe, um, friend. Yeah. Got some, some big things coming up for the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. But, uh, obviously, um, what's it? It's a big announcements coming soon. Yeah. Um, but Maria, um, obviously Michael Bennett is on the call here. So Maria, uh, you know, or Michael Bennett's in the ring. So Maria's on the call. I did have to chuckle when she told Kevin Kelly that he talks too much. I mean, he's a, he's a commentator. He's supposed to talk. Um, but uh, Jacobs does try to spear Bennett right off the bat. Uh, spoiler alert, that's how he beat Silas Young for his first win, but we'll go back to that. Um, Jacobs began showing just how smart he is. Uh, you know, obviously you would look at these two Mike Bennett's, not a small dude. And Jimmy Jacobs is a little less than No, staff. he's not. And, uh, you know. Right, a little, little shorter. He's, he's not exactly built. Yeah, he's not, uh, he's not a Vince guy. Um, but he makes his no. match very, very, very believable. Not a big yeah, as he got fired, which is stupid, but um, you know, and I, I usually do love Maria on her yeah, commentary, well. but uh, but this time her uh, we've talked about this before, but her commentary this time was really distracting for a great match. Um, her commentary is really kind of over the top here, but uh, you know, Jacobs counters a spear from Bennett with a good uh, guillotine choke. Um, but Maria B. Marina, uh, you know, she gets up in the ring, Jacobs chases her, uh, gets one of her boot covers, um, that Jacobs puts on, uh, he kicks Bennett with it, uh, Jacobs or kicks out of the box off a of smash, which was awesome. Ja I really thought that was the end of it, but ja uh, Jacobs kicks out of the pile, dri pile driver, 
on the apron before he could pull it off. And uh, Kevin Kelly goes nuts. Loves this match. Actually uh, got time to show what they could do. Um, but in the end, obviously, you know, uh, the pile driver ends, you know, and uh, the same pile driver that ended Jimmy Jacobs' um, greatest rival. But, yeah, this match had a lot of good time, which was fun to see. You know, it's good. You know, these both are, are fucking professionals and uh, a lot of fun. What did you think, Will? I admittedly forgot this match was on the card since I don't take notes. But you, you, you jogged my memory a bit. I mean, Jimmy Jacobs has been, I mean, not that Jimmy Jacobs has had bad showings in what we've covered so far, but it's been nice kind of having him like just being able to showcase the good stuff he does that without all the, the scum stuff kind of like mucking it up. Yeah. I mean, of, of all the, you know, the scum storyline, he was really the one that, that shined the brightest, you know, obviously Jimmy Ray was there for a day. Uh, you know, our Red Titus, I mean, Red Titus is still in the opening. Yeah. Um, well, so is Caleb Seltzer to cut Caleb LaCroix too. So I know that pops every time I hear him say that, but, uh, yeah, a fun match. I mean, listen, another match, you know, that only Ring of Honor can bring you. So, I mean, these two are, are, are two of the greats. So, but Will, we get a, we actually get a tag team match here. Um, and I think this is a tag team title match, but Lethal and Elgin uh, versus Reed Dragon. And uh, shout out to Mark Order Podcast, who I stole the Reed Dragon from. Uh, but Will, we've got Caprice Coleman on the call. You know, are we sowing the seeds for the, for the future here? Because anyone that knows Ring of Honor post-2018... Uh, Caprice is a great announcer and currently back actually with Ring of I think Caprice is still doing the announcer in Ring of Honor, I think, right? Yeah. Him, okay. It's him and Rokabani. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Cause... I... So what no, I hate about this is in the match graphic that Jay Lethal and Mike Elgin have like the hand clasps, kind of like uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger and the other guy from uh, Predator. Yeah. It's like I really don't like these two as a team. But it's like, we have nothing else for you right now, so I guess you guys can be a tag team. Hmm. See, I, I was just really hoping... I was just really hoping they didn't win. I was like, I... As much as I'd love to see the belts off Red Dragon, I really don't want it to go on Elgin and Jay Lethal. Well, at least, I mean, they've got a fucking winning streak going, finally. Jesus. A little um, bit. Um... You know, but uh, a, a good showcase for Red Dragon. A, a lot of fun double teaming, you know, uh, double teaming on Elgin. Um, you know, Lethal and Elgin not really on the same page at a couple points. Like I said, I know Jay Lethal's going for the, the lethal injection and Elgin got in the way, so I know that was kind of like the difference. Um, you know, but Kyle O'Reilly, I mean, just all over the place, causing havoc for his team. Uh Love Bobby the Fish having Elgin in the sleeper, and he, and, uh, he still suplexes Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Uh, Lethal does hit the lethal injection, but uh, Fish makes the save. Uh, lethal goes for um, Hail to the King, uh, but Kyle O'Reilly absorbs it into a sweet arm bar. I thought that was really cool. And then uh, Bobby Fish comes from the top rope to punish Lethal. Uh, lethal is about to tap, uh, about to tap, and Elgin comes off the rope. Uh, but end of the match, all signs of ki- kinds of hot action. Definitely kind of a New Japan style uh, ending, but somehow they get uh, chasing the dragon and a lethal for the win. Uh, super solid ending. You know, the match, the end of the match was awesome. Um, you know, honestly, you know, if they if they do let it breathe, I am kind of looking forward to Outlaw Inc. versus Red Dragon. 
Um, you know, and for somehow, somehow Michael Elgin got a Chasing the Dragon t-shirt somewhere, and uh, we get an intense code of honor. But, Will, A, what you think of this match? And, B, are you looking forward to an Outlaw Inc. versus Red Dragon match in the future? I'm not really excited by Outlaw Inc., and that really bums me out. Is it their presentation? It's the presentation, and it's how they're, like, it's the presentation as far as, like, the gimmick and, like, the shtick with, like, the suits and the masks and the whatever have you. But it's also just, like, how they're being used. Like, I don't know. It's just it's just not it's just not hitting for me, which is a bummer, because I really love the Kingston and Homicide. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they're investing a lot in saying this is what the story is going to be. So, I mean, like, I hope we get the payoff of the match. But at the same time, I could see them just not following through. Like, I'm, well, it's a tag team division, Ring of Honor. So, yeah, for 100%. It's not like they're notorious for, you know, following through on shit. But uh, I don't know. So that's where I put my notes. Like, if, if they let the match breathe like it should, it could be fucking awesome. But am I confident they will? Yeah, I guess we'll, time will tell. Um, but yeah, but Will, uh, if you want to do your best Mark Henry impression here, it's time for the main event. It's time for the main event. Um, you know, it's always kind of tough watching this. I, I don't know when it happens, but I do know who Cole loses the title to, um, which I'm stupid. I try not to, but, uh, um, but I'm with you, Will. I, I do really like the new music. Like I said, it. It doesn't translate well when you're listening to, like I said earlier, on, on two times the speed, but when you slow it down, I'm like, oh, this is just fucking filthy in all the best ways. Um, You know, and Kevin Steen's on the call. Always good to have. Uh, but uh, Cole is good at kicking and ass-kicking, and obviously Roddy's good at giving one out. Um, at one point, uh, Roddy chops Cole, uh, knocking him out of the ring. I love the cell job there. Uh, it was very believable, not too over the top. Um, but I forgot this is a no disqualification match um, and the tiebreaker of their best of seven. Um, but there wasn't a lot of quarter quotes like cheating in this match. Did I miss something? Tom, I know it's been a while since you've heard this, but I admittedly fell asleep when I was watching the pay per view. And I did mean to go back today to kind of at least rewatch the main event just because I knew that's what I missed and I did not get to a, a rewatch of it. But okay. it's kind of weird, right? Because you'd think there would have been a little more. Uh, yeah, there was not a lot of chicanery. Um, not a lot of chicanery, which uh, that's how it always happens, right? When it's allowed, nobody, nobody does the chicanery. Yeah. Well, you'd oh. think, right, because there's like this this edginess between the two of them, and it's like, and it's kind of like, all right, gloves are off, and you, you guys have free range to do whatever, and then they just have a pretty straightforward match. Yeah. Um, I, I did have to crack up at one point, you know, Kevin Steen, you know, him knowing, uh, which is funny considering he's such a family man, but uh, one of the benefits of being champ is all the ladies. Uh, he says that right after... Um, Adam Cole's nuts are racked on the on the pulse. I thought that was funny, but uh, um, and they did mention here a callback, you know, real quick from Kelvin Kelly that uh, Roderick Strong did beat Tyler Black, now known as Seth Rollins, 
uh, for the sick kick for to win the title the first time. I do love the callback there. Um, and then at one point, uh, you know, obviously they, they finally bring the belt in to start hitting each other with it. Uh, but Roddy got Cole in the stronghold and uh, he actually had the belt looking right at him. That was actually a really good look on there. Um, but the end of the match goes all New Japan. Uh, pro wrestling, Roddy getting great offense. Cole selling awesomely. Um, Cole does win with the Panama Sunrise, not the Florida Key this time, which makes me happy. Cena has thoughts he wants to share, but Bennett jumps him, and Elgin jumps him, and then we cut to black. So that is our our main event. Um, I kind of wish Cole and Roddy would have got some more time, obviously being as great as they are. But uh, from what you remember, Will, any uh, any additional thoughts on this one? Anything to jog your memory? No, because there's there's nothing to have a memory of, Tom. I was I was out. I don't even remember all the chicane. I don't really remember the. Like, I kind of remember all the stuff, kind of everybody coming out at the end, which I did remember kind of liking, because then it's like, all right, you're going to send the audience home with something. Give people yeah. an opportunity to, like, have something to look forward to. But, I mean, overall, Charm City, uh, what was it? Charm City Challenge? What was what? Charm City Challenge is all right. Not a bad show. No, I mean, obviously, in, in ba- you know, Baltimore... Um... Baltimore was huge for Ring of Honor, especially when we first started this. I mean, they really held it down in, in some tough times. And even with the pandemic, obviously, you know, running in Baltimore at uh, the home of the Hilltoppers, UMBCDFQRC University. Um, you know, so Baltimore is always good. So, yeah, not, definitely not a bad show. You saw some fun matchups, uh, some stale matchups, but I definitely all in all probably give it a B, you know, B minus. Um, but we'll hear real quick. We've got some TV to go over, but before we do, uh, we should probably take a quick break here. Um, and obviously plug all our good friends over at the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, but one of these days, will I will get a commercial written up? Uh, well, for us and also for Visionaries Global Media. Uh, but make sure you're following all the great shows. I know there's a new episode of Chris Talks Games that came out this week. Uh, Graham, Matt, and Nishkai are back. Uh, over a good cop episode or a good cop bad cop, they just dropped episode 250 uh, this week. So congratulations to those guys. Um, I know Brett and Beaumont are taking a little bit of a break for Brainbuster Boys, but check out that back catalog. Uh, you can hear yours truly as Joe Coff, um, but especially the Vince McMahon stuff that they did last year. Um, great stuff. So always shout out to the Brainbuster Boys. Uh, the Godfathers, Chad and Diesel, are back. Uh, they're doing their review from the goalposts, and even though I don't like American football. Um, I listen to that, and I highly, highly recommend uh, watching that on YouTube. Uh, Chad's been editing some great clips and some fun stuff. Um, it's just always great to hear Chad and Diesel, hopefully to get those guys back on. Uh, but make sure you're showing uh, all the great shows at uh, Visionaries Global Media. And I did forget to mention Band from Ringside, who, uh, you know, they're at episode like 3.30, so they're, they're fucking out there killing it. So, uh, But enjoy this great commercial break from the Shining Wizards, and we'll see everybody on the other side. 
The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. 
Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. All right, high fivers, we are back. So make sure you enjoy all the great shows there at the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, and Will and I were talking a little bit off air because, well, it's our podcast and we do whatever the fuck we want. Uh, but Will, this is Ring of Honor episode, Ring of Honor TV episode one hundred and ten. Uh, original air date October twenty sixth, two thousand thirteen. Wow. Yeah. I was Hard to think. Yeah, I was supposed to be on a bus from Los Angeles to North Carolina at this time, but I had to cancel that. But good reasons. Um, but um, which is also the same day that uh came up from Glory by Honor. So this is so. Oh, this is from the Philadelphia tapings. Um, obviously we start off with you know a couple weeks ago when BJ Whitmer retired. You know, we asked Nigel for one favor. It's like you know, if, can you reinstate Jimmy Jacobs? And like we talked about a little bit earlier, Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, he's got to win three out of five matches to maybe get a win title, but he's got to fight five matches with honor. And this is the first one chronologically. Uh, the first test, quote unquote, for Jimmy Jacobs, uh, as he's taken uh, on Silas Young, Milwaukee, Wisconsin's very own. Um, and Silas comes down, he's got a mic. Uh, to say he's dressing down Jimmy Jacobs uh, with insults is, uh, is definitely an understatement. Uh, a lot of cheap heat here. Uh, but Silas just pulls it off, and it's so funny because that's, that's what my my gripe was was it this bit felt long, like it yeah. felt like we could have cut it like um, like two minutes sooner. Because every like there'd be moments where he'd like stop and like kind of like let the crowd respond. It's like all right, let's move on. Like all right, let's move on. It's like oh, he's he's still talking. Okay. Yeah. So um. A little breaking down the fourth wall worked out for me uh, to get my notes in because <laughs> I actually started this while I was doing something else. So like, give me a chance to cut up, but uh, you know, and it, it's so funny. I mean, you look at Silas, and I'm not trying to, you know, to talk shit or anything, but uh, he's really not like that at all. Um, but he plays it so well. No, but well. he's got the look. He's got the. It's the. I think it's the mustache. It's the mustache and just like the eyebrows. Like he just has like that. Yeah, grumpy, sour look is just like he's got that look. Um, yeah, and then uh, and they've alluded to it on like previous episodes of TV where it's like Silas is being very vocal about like social commentary and like he brings up like, "Oh, you're from the generation that gets participation trophies, <laughs> like, from the same generation you are." Just you know. <laughs> Just clicking all the boxes. Um, oh, you got pink hair. Ooh. Yeah. Um, you don't got muscles. Ooh. Yeah. And, listen, and I can t- attest to, to private conversations. He's really not like that at all, which is hilarious. Like one of my favorite Silas t-shirts is he's got a, a really cool one. says last, our real men um, fight racism. Which of course he got shit because it had African colors, but people are just fucking stupid. But I like wearing that shirt. It even made my mom mad, so that's not a train self. But a lot of cheap heat. Uh, but you know, Silas pulls it off. But uh, the bell rings, Will, 
and uh, Silas is jaw jacking to the, the crowd and everything. Uh, but he turns around, Jimmy Jacobs spears him and pins him in quick fashion. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I don't like to see Silas take a pin ever. You know, I'm obviously very biased, but uh, good storytelling. I, I kind of like that. So Jimmy's first win is uh, a quick one. Uh, any thoughts on that, Will? Obviously, besides, you know, the promo that probably could have been cut in half, but. Um, but yeah, Will, so I mean, like I said, it was uh, obviously a quick win, and uh, Silas, a very uh, blusterous uh, promo here, but what did you think of uh, this match, and what do you think of the story they're telling with it? So, you know, we've, we've kind of griped about, like, the timeline right now, like, they record stuff, how it gets put out. You watch some shows that they're referring to stuff you haven't even seen yet, so, like, we already knew that Jimmy Jacobs beat Silas Young because they told us. But we hadn't seen it yet because they told us like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. But I thought the pro- Silas's promo was too long. I did like that he kind of wraps up the promo and it's just instantly a spear three count. Yeah. I like that. I just wish... Like, I can't even say I want more mash because, right, it would take the punch away if it wasn't like Jimmy Jacobs couldn't just, like, hit him with a move and, like, get the win. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if he somehow, like, interrupted the promo with the spear and just, like, took him out, like, during the promo. It just the promo bit was a little long for me. Like I said, <laughs> most of it was really cheap heat kind of trying to get stuff. So it's like, maybe if it was a little more creative and it was a little more, like, if it stung a little more, but like it's, it's it was all a pretty low hanging fruit kind of general like, oh, this will make him boo. He did say the word pussification. So you want to talk about pussification? Uh, um, yeah, that uh, yeah. Um, Can it's... you use that in a sentence, please? Can I get the <laughs> definition? <laughs> what is the where is the country of origin for said word? Um, yeah, what do you th- uh, how do you feel about what is Jim- Alex? Yeah, I mean obviously it's been spoiled, but how do you feel about Jimmy Jacobs' first win being so quick? I'm I'm fine with that. Like I'm fine with him showing the bit where like he's going to come in, you know, you got somebody like because he, he Jimmy Jacobs really hasn't said anything, right? It's kind of like B.J. Whitmer said, "I want this guy to have his job back," and Jimmy Jacobs is just like, "All right, we're going to be there." Yeah, yes. Styles come out. I'm going to mop the floor with you. You're not going to last three, 30 seconds with me or whatever. And then spear the match is over. You know, what's funny is I haven't noticed that you're right. Will, cause he did Jimmy Jacobs actually hasn't said much on camera since he's been back. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's a good point. Um, I still don't know why he's the zombie princess. Well, hopefully we get to meet him someday and we can ask him. So, um, he's very high on my list to, to high five here sometime. But uh, real quick, we get uh, Adam Cole, you know, redoing going over his Baltimore promo, um, why he kicked Jay, whatnot. Like I said, Adam Cole just being Adam Cole. Uh, but then we get Davey Richards versus Ricky Marvin. Now, Will, when this first match first started, you weren't expecting much, were you? Well, no, I'm if. To just to, to quote the text messages, I said Ricky Marvin, <laughs> and then I said I take it back. Yeah, because this was way better than his match with Roger Strong. 
it took a little bit. It took a little bit of like a warm up, like kind of get going. But once it got going, hell of a match. Yeah, and Ricky Mervin's been wrestling in Chile. And Ch- well, it's just funny because in my notes here, I I spelled it Chile as in like the food, uh, not the country, um, which is a e, even though I know that. But I almost got stranded in Chile once. Will that was fun. It was part of a a seventy two hour bus ride across South America. Um, but Ricky Mervin looks like it's paid in Chile. Yeah, no shit. Um, but yeah, these two. I mean, you know, we say it all the time, Will, but styles make fights, and these two are fucking tailor made for each other. Two international superstars. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's really not hyperbole, really. I don't know a lot about Ricky Marvin, but he came in with some belts from different countries, so I definitely say it's international. They, they didn't look good. He kept kind of dropping one. It's like maybe you should have like picked one or like worn one around your waist and like carried the other one. Yeah, well, um, but at one point, uh, Ricky Marvin's laying across the turnbuckles, and you know. Richards comes in and knees him to the floor. Um, I don't know if that was a great sell job or if, if Davey really just need him that fucking hard. Um, he he was selling that for a while, so I think he might have actually like caught him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oof. Because he also uh, has, to use Nigel's word, a niggling knee injury. But every time Nigel said niggling, I'm like, that makes me feel uneasy. <laughs> I'm I'm impressed that you pulled it off like that without uh yeah, oh, fucking Nigel Nigel's Nigel, um. So yeah, I was I was shocked and aghast. I like there was a lot of tit for tat, not yeah. necessarily like back to back, but there was a bit where like Ricky Marvin pulled the ref in, and then later on Davy Richards did the same thing, and it's like huh 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 yeah, um. You know, there's some good chain wrestling bits. Yeah, and some of the some of the shots were just great. Like there's a bit where like Ricky Marvin threw like a couple super kicks in a row, then like they both hit like some super stiff clotheslines. I at one point I'm like I want Ricky Marvin to win this. This is this is yep. some good stuff, but doesn't make sense for Ricky Marvin the outsider to get a win when you were trying to build up the wolves as viable challengers for both world titles and tag team titles. So, yeah. Yeah. And at one point, you know, Ricky Marvin dives to the outside and then, uh, you know, Davey is, he's selling the neck, you know, and cause he even went for the, the suplex bridge thingy and he couldn't do it cause his neck hurt. So, um, I really like that. And, you know, honestly, like I said, I mean, um, I had watched this while I was working a couple days ago, I think. Um, but on a rewatch, this is a lot better than I remember. So you you were spot on with that, Will. Um, yeah, I, I just Hell had to chuckle. I, I had to chuckle when you first sent that text message. I'm like, yeah, you're not really wrong. But I'm like, then you sent the second well, one. And they, I was like, they showed that uh, there's like the little promo bit at the start or before this where it had them like running it down because Eddie Edwards is in the main event against Kevin Steen. And it's like, oh, Ricky Marvin. I'm like, oh no. Hmm. Ricky Marvin again. Yeah. But this I would say this match is worth like this episode of TV is worth watching. Nice. But the especially this match. I because this was the the match for me. Yeah. Um but next week we get uh Michael Bennett or Mike Bennett, excuse me, versus Kevin Steen, the battle of the pile drivers, and we're gonna get Silas and Mark um in our battle of both real men. 
Uh, but Will also texted me. Um, Mark cuts a promo here. It's great. It's short, but it's sweet. But uh, yeah, a 32-second promo from Mark to show him why he's a national treasure. I, so don't... I see you. He, he like pulls down his shirt. He's like, you got a little bit of cabbage. Oh, uh, I would. Yeah, I got to figure out how to get promos back on here, man. I should, I'd maybe just isolate that and make that part of our fucking intro or something. But, uh, um, but, uh, like Will had alluded to, we our main event for the evening is Kevin Steen, uh, versus Eddie Edwards, you know, and before the match even starts, to my surprise, to my surprise, because I, I said to myself as I was sitting in the car dealership waiting to find out that my car failed inspection. Kevin Steen got the first entrance. I'm like, well, that's a little weird that Kevin Steen got like, it wasn't like the last man out, but it had to happen that way. Cause when he's up on the corner, re- raking in all the streamers and all the praise, Mike Bennett slips in the ring and hits Kevin Steen with a pile driver, leaving him laid out before Eddie Edwards even makes his entrance. You know? And, uh, yeah, and Kevin Kelly says there's no way that Kevin Steen can t- can continue. Uh, so I knew that was a dead giveaway that we were going to have this match. Um, they do lay it on a little thick like that. I wish they would just let it breathe a little bit, but, you know. Well, and then Veda comes down at some point around this too, right? Yeah, oh, I forgot. To get... Yeah. Because well, was that that was before this, right? Before yep. this match started? Yeah, actually, I forgot. So I did it. Oops, sorry. Veda comes down with a with a packet. Says Nigel, "Your eyes only," from Steve Carino. So Nigel's got and Nigel Nigel looks at it and he's like, "I've I've got to go take care of this." And Kevin Kelly pretty much just turns around, does the think of the children kind of thing, and he's like, "Why won't Steve Carino leave us alone?" Yeah, Um, dude's got a contract to be the. Color commentator until Ring of Honor closes its doors. Yeah, I mean that's that's an ironclad contract. So, um, you know, and uh, they kind of call out Edwards for being a wimp here because you don't want to beat up an uh an injured uh, Kevin Steen because obviously right because Steen is selling Steen selling the pile driver real bad and Todd Sinclair is kind of like eh, I don't know and Eddie Edwards like he's not taking the t shirt off he's kind of like I don't like is he good like can he actually have the match like. Edwards doesn't want to just beat up on a guy who's beat up. Um, but Steen slaps him in the face a couple times, and Edwards is like, okay, all right. And he doesn't hold back. He kicks him in the head a lot, hits him in the head a lot. It's like, you know, you wanted it. Yeah. Um, Will, do you watch a lot of current Impact slash TNA with Eddie nope, Edwards? And, watch and, have you ever seen Alicia Edwards? Yes. Have you ever seen the movie The Town with Ben Affleck no. and Jeremy Renner? It's really good, actually, by the way. Um, holy shit, she sounds like she could be straight out of the movie The Town. That's all I'm going to say. I'll just leave it at that, so if you ever, ever see that. so. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, like Will said, you know, Kevin Steen slaps Eddie Edwards, and, you know, he's he doesn't want any fucking, you know, any mercy or anything, so... But in the end, yeah, even like, after the first couple, even after the first couple slaps, Eddie Edwards is still kind of like, right, he's just like, he's agitated, like he, like he's still hurt because he sells the neck through the whole match. Like there's bits where like he goes for an, uh, one of the apron power bombs, but he can't pick him up. He kind of like fumbles Eddie Edwards, 
and even then he doesn't really get the height. And then you see other times where he goes to do like a lift and he just like he can't do it. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue because the end of the match, uh, we get a lot of one-legged crabs, uh, lots of reversals, uh, bull showing why they're so good. Um, Steen does get the sleeper suplex, which I like that he's added that to his arsenal because that move looks fucking sick. Uh, but it, like Will says, he goes for the package pile driver here, uh, but he can't do it because it strains his neck. And then uh, Edwards just rolls him up and uh, gets the pin on Kevin Steen. Um. But yeah, and then in the end, uh, Kevin Steen or Kevin Kelly puts over uh, Steen, you know, saying he's a real man, and you know, um, you know, he deserved to win this, but or this match deserves an asterisk because obviously he was pile drive before that. So, um, yeah, so I guess Kevin Steen's on on Kevin Kelly's good list, but uh, you know, a fun story, uh, two masters really uh, of of their craft, you know, a fun main event, you know, and uh, two of them showing why uh, they are who they are, so. It's really a shame Eddie Edwards doesn't have more personality. Yeah. Like, he's got an interesting moveset and shit like that, but it's just like, he just does not have... He doesn't have it right now. No, I don't know if he ever gets it. I mean, he must have something, because he's all over Impact, and he was like the, the, the poster child for Impact for the longest time. I feel like you could say he still is. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I just started watching Impact again, so and now I'm just distracted by his fucking wife. So, yeah, I uh, I like I like this match a lot. That was, I mean, it was, it was a good story. I mean, the, the in ring was, yeah this 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 match is really about the story overall all or overall. So, yeah. Good time, so. Um, well, Will, like I said, I mean, we always ask us if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor TV, but you're pretty high on this episode then, huh? I think the team, like, the, the, the events have been kind of a mixed bag where they haven't been bad. Are they essential viewing? No, probably not essential viewing. But TV has been really good. Now, is it TV's really good? Or was TV prior just so bad? But I like that there was like there hasn't been the inside Ring of Honor bits, right? But we're getting story progressions. We're getting like here's the story with, uh, you know, we get some more Silas Young, and we get the story with Jimmy Jacobs, and then you get, um, you know, Davey Richards and the other guy. It's like it was a it was a lot of fun to watch. Is there really a story there? Not really. Yeah. Right. Just kind of a showcase match. Um, definitely, I'd say one of the better matches Davey Richards has had lately. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those two really really clash. So, yeah, all in all, I mean, I think I might be intrigued to, to continue watching. The, the pile driver story, right? Because it's like, who's got the more deadly pile driver? It's like, well, Bennett hit you know, the pile driver and affected him a lot. But Steenston still went through and had a match and did get quite a bit of offense in. Against a former world champ. Oh, bless me. Both both former world champs. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying Steen had, you know, I mean, you got pile drafts and still had a, a match against a former world champ. A for, well, a former triple crown champion of Ring of Honor, so. Yeah, Steen didn't get the triple crown right because he was never a TV, TV champ. champ. Yeah. So. Um, so if Steen, if he ever leaves the E, 
and he comes to Tony Khan's Ring of Honor. He's got to get that TV title belt so he can be the Triple Crown. Be interesting. He's never going to leave WWE though. He's making boatloads of money. He's happy. From all accounts, he's happy there. They're letting him be him. He's got a sweet fucking beard. I'll try. I gotta get. I gotta get my KO Mania T-shirt from last year. I missed out, so I gotta track it out on eBay. uh, You know, and he's he's getting close. Like he did that shirt a while ago with like a panda on it, just because he told him he's like, I like pandas. Make me a shirt with a panda on it. Yeah. So. Yeah, all in all, uh, you know, they're, uh, we're definitely on an upswing here, so we'll uh, we'll see if that continues. But uh, Will here, my friend, before we uh, pull this train into the into the proverbial station here, uh, is there anything you want to put over? Um, anything good that you're reading lately? Like I said, I just finished uh, Lemmy's White Line Fever, so I'm back to the Stephen King uh, Dark Tower series. I'm reading book 4.5, just started together this morning, so you got anything good, Will? Before we uh, wrap it up here, no. I'm, so, just reader, I would say check out this episode of TV. I mean, you should always be watching along, so you you know what Tom and I are talking about, and that way you can share your thoughts after. But thank you yeah. to our wives for putting up for this. You know, I use Brittany's laptop every week. <laughs> yeah, and I use my wife's Zoom. So, thank, thanks for Faith for for paying for the Zoom. Yeah, and uh, you know I've, I'm I'm missing some Mario Kart action here, so she's really enjoying that. So thank um, uh, thank you to Tom for for you know this is Tom's idea. Tom does really all the legwork for it, so thank you, Tom. Well, well, it's it's glad to have you, my friend. So it's hard to hard to imagine we're going on a hundred episodes. I mean, I know we're nowhere near a lot of our our, our co-hosts and everything, but it's a big milestone. It's a lot. It, it feels like it also doesn't, right? Because it feels like it's like only it's only been a hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Like it's it just feels like we've known each other forever. But then again, you think back, it's like wait, we've been doing this for almost two years already. Yeah, so, it'd be fun to go back and look at the message when I first asked you about this too. So, but I can tell you what I'm not going to do is go back to a couple of our early episodes because oof, especially the ones before you came on. I... Well, you were you were also learning how to how to do everything. So I mean, it's it's getting your footing in whatever whatever else doing me because I don't do fucking anything. I don't even take notes. <laughs> and listen, and listen, you still remember more shit than I do. So, but uh, I'm gonna go play some more with like episode dates and like episode numbers. I'm just like, yeah, the one that Tom told me to watch. Well, I do put it in my notes, so. But uh, see, there we go. Well, yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, obviously, thank you, Brandon and uh, UTT Rob. Thank you for the questions, my friends. Uh, I hope everyone out there listening is uh, doing well. Uh, if you're not, you know, if you got any issues, obviously, feel feel free to reach out to either of us. Um, I've got this weird glow behind my head here, so. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody, uh, and we'll talk to everybody next week. This has been a Visionaries Global Media Production. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.